Uh, great to be with you. And uh, as you know, we were talking about it just a few minutes ago. Of course, uh, churches are closed at the moment, but uh, in one regard, the the buildings are shut. You know, but but the but the people, the communities are open, and we can look for creative ways of uh, connecting with one another. I want to speak to you today about courageous faith because uh, if you're a person of faith, it's uh, a time like right now, uh, really unprecedented for the people who are alive on the planet right now. Global pandemics have been part of human history uh, for millennia, but uh, right now I don't think there's a person alive on the planet that would actually remember the Spanish flu uh, from, you know, 102 years ago. So I want to share with you about how to be courageous in times of challenge like we're facing at the moment. And I'm going to read to you Joshua chapter 1 verses 6 and 7 where God is speaking to Joshua. They're about to go in and uh, basically conquer this land that is often referred to as the promised land, promised to the people of Israel. And so in verse uh, 7, be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law that my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. What a wonderful promise. I will never leave you, never forsake you. Therefore, you can be courageous whatever you're facing in life. And then that whole chapter ends with a repeat of that one phrase, only be strong and courageous. And then as you read through the book of Joshua, you'll find that courage is a theme that is repeated again and again. A few weeks ago, I wrote a blog. I, I blog most weeks, and you can find the blog on our Bayside Church website. But I wrote a blog a few weeks ago called How Can I Hear God Speak? And I've had quite a lot of feedback from people. One guy from our church I was chatting with during the week, he said to me, I didn't realize that God was actually speaking to me as much as he is. And so he was really encouraged by that. And one of the things I shared in that blog is that one of the ways God speaks is through repetition. Have you ever had those moments? Maybe you're a parent. You know, I've got three daughters and there's been times uh, in parenting my kids where I've had to say the same thing over and over again. You know, I remember my dad saying to me years ago, if I've told you once, I've told you a thousand times, which is one of those statements that I decided that I would never use and I never have with my own children. But repetition is a way that we communicate with our kids. And God uses repetition to communicate with his kids. Only be strong, very courageous. Let me say that again. Let me put that a different way. Let me repeat this for you. And so God is getting this message across to his people. He's getting this message across to you and to me. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Be strong and courageous. And so with that in mind, I want to share with you a couple of ways that will be helpful to you in developing this kind of courageous faith. The first thing is we need to realize that there has to be a reason for courage in the first place. Joshua, the people of Israel were about to go, they're about to cross the Jordan River, go into the promised land and to take the land. They were going to conquer the land. So why they needed to be courageous, if there was no land to conquer, then courage would have been something they really didn't need. And so let me ask you some questions. What challenge or what challenges are you facing right now? Have you prayed 
that God would take those things away? Have you wished that life could be more comfortable or easier or stress-free? Or are you rising up in courageous faith to meet your challenges and your difficulties head-on? Great questions to think about. Another, <clears throat> excuse me, another way that God speaks to us is through our dreams. And over the years, I've, I've had a couple of dreams that I would attribute to uh, God speaking to me. Uh, I had a really weird dream a couple of weeks ago, which I don't think was God speaking to me. Maybe it was I had too much cheese on my pizza that night or something. I really don't know. But in my dream, someone told me that the actor Rebel Wilson had become a Christian. And not only that, she was now a pastor and was leading a church in the northern suburbs of Melbourne. And in my dream, I was thinking, wow, that's really cool. I want to go and check that out and say hello to Rebel. And so I went over to found her building. There was no pandemic, obviously, at the time. I walked in. She gave me a big hug, and we were chatting about it. And she said, oh, yeah, yeah, I've got this this small church now. There's a group of people. In fact, we're about to have our service. Do you want to stay? And I said, yeah, that'd be great. So there was a small, smallish room. There was a group of maybe 30 people sitting in a circle And she welcomed everybody, she introduced me, and then she said, okay, so now what we're going to do tonight is each and every one of you are going to share about the 15 ways that you've shared your faith in Jesus over the last week. And and I looked at her a little dumbfounded and I said, seriously, each person has to share their faith 15 times. And she said, yes, if you want to be a member of this church, you have to share the gospel of Jesus 15 times with 15 different people every week. And I remember looking around thinking, that's why this is a very small church, because that's a very high bar, right? Now, I wish God's people would share their faith a little more often, but uh, 15 times. And in my dream, I thought, oh, my goodness, that would take so much courage. And then I woke up. Now, courageous, because you had something that's set before you that's a big task. And so that's when you need courage. And uh, whatever the case, there has to be a reason for courage. When everything's easy, we don't need to be courageous. The Apostle Paul, who features, of course, a lot in the New Testament of the Bible, in uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 12, he talks about a thorn in the flesh. It's still a saying that we use in this day and age. A thorn in the flesh is something or maybe someone that is constantly niggling, causing pain, all of that. And in 2 Corinthians 12, Paul says three times, I pleaded with the Lord to take this thorn in the flesh away. Ever done that? I certainly have. You know, a couple of weeks ago when it was going to be fairly evident that we were going back into a lockdown, I'm thinking, oh my goodness, if only it wasn't like this. And I spent, you know, maybe a hour or two just thinking, oh, praying that God would make things easier. And then I kind of slapped myself and realized that if everything's easy, I don't need courage. Now, Paul's thorn in the flesh was the hardships and the persecutions that he endured for the gospel. Uh, In fact, the chapter before, 2 Corinthians 11, he talks about how he had worked hard, often gone without food and sleep. He'd been in prison three times. He was flogged with the 40 lashes minus one five times. Think about that for a moment. If you've ever seen the movie, The Passion of the Christ, that flogging scene, which is which is horrible, horrendous to watch. When I saw that movie, I, I had to turn away because it was just too much to bear. That was one lot of 39 lashes. Paul, this little guy, experienced this five times. 
Three times he was beaten with rods. He was pelted with stones once, shipwrecked three times. And then he says, I was in danger everywhere, being cold and naked, exposed to death again and again. How's your hard day looking at the moment? How's mine compared to Paul's? Paul had had enough, and you can understand it, can't you? So he says, three times I pleaded with the Lord, take it away from me. But he said, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. That was not the answer that Paul was expecting to his prayer. Had that uh, experience yourself, maybe. I, I have many, many times. You pray about something, and, and you even in your prayer, you start to tell God how he could answer that prayer for you. Or if you don't do that, maybe you've imagined different ways that God could answer that prayer. But I have discovered that God will invariably answer our prayers in a way that is different to the way that we imagine. And in fact, God's answer will always be so much better. And so Paul's response to this answer that he wasn't expecting is actually an amazingly courageous answer. He says, therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties, for when I am weak, then I am strong. Think about that for a moment. I haven't arrived at that point. Have you? Where you delight in your weaknesses, where you delight in insults or hardships, difficulties, persecutions, all of those things, because you realize that when you're weak, God's gracious strength helps you to be courageous and to rise up. Remember, there has to be a reason for courage. If life were always easy, if God made everything easy, if God answered every prayer to make things easy, we'd never have courage and would also never grow. We'd be like those children who have helicopter or snowplow parents. The uh, helicopter parent is always hovering over their child, ready to snatch the child away from any challenge or danger. The snowplow parent, well, they just come in and push everything out of the way so that there's a, a clear path for their children. But you know what? If you're a parent like that, you're not doing any favours to your kids because your children never learn resilience. As the children of God... God wants us to learn to be resilient, courageous people. So there has to be a reason for courage. And then secondly and finally, there has to be a respect for words. Now let's go back to our text for a moment. Joshua chapter 1, verses 6 and 7 begins and ends with a command to be strong and very courageous. But sandwiched in the middle is an injunction to always obey the word of God. But there's even more than that. He says, keep this book of the law always on your lips, meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it, then you will be prosperous and successful. So keep this book on your lips, the Bible, talking it, meditate on it. That Hebrew word literally means to mutter or to muse. It means to learn by talking to yourself. Uh, Now, I do this all the time, and one of the things I love about mobile phones hands-free in the car now is that you can be talking to yourself in your car, and everyone just thinks you're talking to somebody else in your mobile phone, and so that's really cool. And, And so talking to yourself so that you may be careful to do everything written in the book, then you will be prosperous and successful. Words are powerful, so there has to be a respect for words. God created by speaking. If you go back to the first chapter of the Bible, all the way through, God was, let there be, 
and there was. Let there be light, and there was, and so on. Words create worlds. And so, what are you speaking out at the moment as you face your challenges and your hardships? What are you speaking out at the moment as we're facing this further lockdown? What's coming out of your mouth as you're being squeezed? Are we hearing complaints, criticisms, gossip, put-downs, or encouragement, appreciation, and courageous faith? Jesus said, out of the overflow of your heart, the mouth speaks. And so you can actually know what someone's heart condition is like by listening to their words. Proverbs 18.21 is well known. The tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit, or those who love to talk will reap the consequences. Every time we open our mouths, we have a choice to speak life or death, to speak courageous faith or something else. Words are powerful, so there has to be a respect for words. Be careful what you say to other people. I, I can't stand it when someone comes to me, you know, having a great day and I'm feeling fine, but then they come up and they look at you and they say, oh, you don't look well, or you look tired. Someone said this to me yesterday, you look tired. I'm like, I'm not. I'm actually fine. But those words, you actually have to resist them, you know. What about words even more serious? Things like you'll never amount to anything. What a horrible thing to say to someone, especially a child. Many years ago, evangelist Bill Glass asked a group of a thousand prison inmates, how many of you had parents who told you that one day you would end up in prison? Nearly every one of the inmates raised their hands. Negative, untrue and critical words discourage us. Remember, we're trying to get courage here and yet negative, untrue, critical words discourage. The prefix dis has a reversing force on the word. It literally means then to take courage away from you. Not only do we want us to be people of courageous faith, we also want to be people who instill courageous faith in others. One way we can do that is via the words we speak to them and about them. And so let me ask you some questions. What are you saying to your friends and family right now? What are you saying to your spouse? What are you saying to your employer, your employee, your workmates? What are you saying to your pastor or church leaders? What are you saying to your parents or to your children? And very importantly, what are you saying to yourself right now? Are you saying, I'm weak, I'm hopeless, I'll never amount to anything, I always get this wrong? Or are you actually looking in a mirror and starting to speak words of truth about yourself, to speak what the Bible has to say about you? The Bible says that the righteous are as strong as a lion. Why don't you look in the mirror today and go, I'm righteous, I'm as strong as a lion, I am strong and courageous, and, and see the faith just start to rise up on the inside. Every time we open our mouths, we decide to speak words of life or death, faith or unbelief, words that will build up or tear down. I want to finish with an illustration. I'm, I'm sure we pretty well all of us saw this recently, and that was the demolishing of the chimneys of the Hazelwood Power Station. Now, the Hazelwood Power Station took eight years to build. They started building it in 1964. It was completed in 1971, eight years, and yet the chimneys were demolished in 20 seconds. It takes skill to build. It takes time to build. Demolishing something or someone 
can be very, very quick. And so there has to be a reason for courage. There has to be a respect for words. And as you put these things into place, you will build courageous faith in your life. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word today. And I pray that, Lord God, the words that I have spoken, your words will have instilled courageous faith in precious people. I pray for every person listening right now that your hand will be upon them, that you will bless them, that they will sense your wonderful, loving, holy presence around them and in them. Bless them and instill courageous faith in their lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.